1: Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water podcast with your
0: hosts Andy, Nate, and Micah. Hi,
2: what's going on, boys?
0: Just chilling. <laughs> we just we just got off our show with Drew, and then we talked for a while about some things. So we're all uh, flabbergasted, you know, just kind of like, what do we do? What do we, how are we going to do this and that? So, yep, uh, it's a, these are good problems to have, but. Uh, Andy, how's your thermal season going so far?
2: Low, low, <laughs> dude. I've I not yet killed a coyote myself in thermal. Oh really? I've uh so, I killed one.
1: We never found it though. Like it's dead somewhere. Like it was flopping in the field. Doesn't it count. It ran onto somebody else's in the truck. It ran on somebody else's property. So we were like, nah. We probably we kind of looked over the fence line, but we we're like, yeah, we're not gonna. Still doesn't count. It counts. It's dead. I know it's dead. But it was a really good night. A really, really fun night. We had double, 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 triple, quad. I could have been adding a double there. but So it was really eventful. So it was a lot of fun. I did not. I'll be honest. I did not perform the best. I'm definitely a little rusty behind the old old gun there. But uh, we just got to shape that up a little bit. We'll be all right. Got to. Tighten it
2: up. Got tighten it tighten up. It up. <laughs> so it's been fun. Uh, today's show. I've have called have, in. Huh? Sorry. Uh, I, was saying, I think I've called in five coyotes in the three times. I'm uh, not called in like, yeah. Like, actually came to call five coyotes. Four. Yeah. I've had almost every stand they howl respond, but they are not like wanting to work right now. So it's it's been slow. So that's in when three nights of calling, five.
0: I don't know. I mean, it's it's going good. We've, we've all seen dogs, and it's just a, a slow start for us. But we'll we'll tighten it up. We'll get in there. We'll tighten it up. We'll get in there. Um, we are recording this, by the way, uh, on our uh, Zoom call. Uh, this will be on YouTube, so make sure you go to our YouTube channel at Missouri Woods and Water. Like and subscribe, please. Help us grow that, that page. And uh, today's show is with Drew Schlem, if I said that right. Uh, the host of the Predator Podcast. If you haven't <clears throat> checked out that podcast yet, please do. It's a it's a good show. He's got a lot of good guests and it's strictly predator hunting related, so that's pretty cool too. You guys wanna do uh Our kind of people. Huh? Our kind of people, yeah. That's right. Uh you guys want to do our what do you call those things? Sponsors. And we'll get into our show with now Drew. Let's do it.
1: Morel Targets. I need to start shooting my bow again. I think I'm going to move my target down in the basement and just start shooting in my basement. Just getting you know ten uh-huh. yards practicing. I can't.
0: I mean, you could. Just no, I a, can. I the lights over my head mess with you too Mess much. with my eye. Yeah, yeah. And I so, can. like, I I've got four different. It's weird. Uh, back when I didn't sounds have like,
2: my, huh? Sounds like a you problem. I think me and Mike could. Though. No, yeah, yeah, you can.
0: I. But before my basement was finished, I had a full twenty yards. Yeah. And I just, for whatever reason, it messes with my eyeball. I don't know why. So, uh, but yes, Merrell targets, check them out. Uh, I'll get, be getting out my big ass target, and I'd like to check out that new Mod Pro when it comes out. Um, but a man can only have so many morale targets. I've got several. <laughs> I don't know. Can you? I don't know. Maybe you can. I like having a lot of targets. Uh, but what? yeah, uh, Weber Outfitters, check out our buddies over there at Hawk Point. Uh, WeberOutfitters.com. dot com. Um, New bows are coming down the pipe, so if you guys are thinking about
1: switching it up this year, go test them out. Go uh, see if he's
0: turned his hat back around yet or not. <laughs> uh, this is the third week in a row we've talked about it, so um, I feel like we should just leave leave Josh alone at this point, right? He's e- he's he's uh-huh. either turned
2: his hat around or he hasn't. Right. Go see backward hat Josh and get a new bow at Weber Outfitters. I'm not, dude. I'm not going to talk that much crap. I wear my hat backwards every once. Yes,
1: in a while. you you do shout too. We get it. Any well, anytime I want to get your sister hot and heavy, that's usually what I do. <laughs> Just turn it around backwards. That usually does it for. her.
0: Okay, oh boy. she looks like she wasn't raised right. Then I <laughs> was a bad influence on her. That's obvious. Yeah. Uh, Athlon Optics um, actually shot three of my rifles today. Uh, one of them was my night gun with my Chronos on it, my thermal. But the other two had my Aries on them, and uh, boy, it was it's crisp. It was I love clean. I love that Ares man. And I'll be honest with you. So the two guns I shot today, my day guns, was my twenty two two hundred and fifty and my Christensen NPR two twenty three. I know I've talked. I haven't talked mad shit on the 223 lately, but, you know, I did say it was... You're the, kind of that guy now, though. Right. You're kind of known as that yeah, guy. he's been
2: talking pretty mad shit.
0: Yeah. He, that MPR drove freaking tax. I kind of want to take it, honey. Just saying. Take it. Uh But those... So on both of those guns, I have the exact same scope. The Ares ETR, e, e, ETR EHD, the 3x18x50, and... um, it's pretty sweet, and I don't know. I still can't decide if I like it or the Midas Tack better. I I like the reticle in the Midas Tack better, but that Aries was crystal freaking clear. I mean, at 200 yards, I would just shoot and be like, okay, yep, a little. Um, I need to adjust a touch to the right, click, up. I didn't have to get up and go walking. I just looked. It was like I had a spotting scope, obviously, sitting right there. So, I don't know. It's pretty yep. sweet. Uh, but find a dealer new you to find those Athlon Optics uh products and, and like I said, if you're looking for one, and you're not sure what to get, send us a message. We'll we'll tell you what we run and what we like. Um we kinda have a nice little myriad of different scopes of theirs. I
1: think
2: we got almost one of each. Coming close. I said, I'm 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 pretty close to Nate, but mine if I can merge the Helos and the Midas Tac together. Um that would be, be my perfect jam. scope, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. The Midas Tack is only one thing I don't like about it. And that's it doesn't have locking top turret. Yes. Otherwise it would be my I mean neither that does that's literally the literally only thing I would change and it's the perfect scope. Yeah, neither me.
0: does the Aries. Yeah, the Aries doesn't yeah. either. Yeah. But that would
1: be right, the Helos. The,
2: the Helos does though. Yeah. If I could put the Midas Tack reticle in the Helos that's my a jam. That's your jam.
0: I get it. I get it. So check them out. Uh Midwest Gunworks use our code 5 off MWW for 5% off there. Uh, speaking of guns, uh, a lot of gun parts there. I just got um, some, what the hell are those things called? The, uh, oh my gosh. The, cool the, story. The, the slots that you put things on, on your AR. What the hell is that thing called?
3: Slots.
2: <laughs> <just> rails? <laughs> yeah, the rail, <laughs> but. Your rails? Is so that what? Picatinny rails? No, like the rails that... The, the, Quad rails? What the freaking
0: hell are they called? Why is my brain not working Arc right
2: rails, now? Arc rails. Yeah, Arc rails? No, like you, you screw it in.
0: It's got the little thing, clips on the back. It's a quick thing instead of the QAD? old school. QAD. thank you.
2: Jesus. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Idiot. Uh, I mean,
2: we went through every possible attachment. <laughs> it took, in, we just uh, built an AR, man. me a minute. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I bought We're a three new... three parts away. <laughs> shut up! Shut <laughs> up!
1: I, throw I, I a bought- trigger and I'm we'll sure. fucking send one down
0: range boys let's go <laughs> you can't get no, oh no i'm staying stay on tech stay, stay on track nate i bought an arca rail for my six creed it's a 12 inch rail it'll use the um the screw for my action on the rear and then the front is a qad that's not correct either this is your story man it's not, I don't that's know. not correct either <laughs> What the hell are M-Lock, M-Lock. Really I, fa- I figured it out. It's M-Lock. Thank you, Jesus. M-Lock. I feel so much better right now. You have no idea. M-Lock on the front. Well, anyway, that rail did not come with an M-Lock screw. So I just hopped on MidwestGunWorks.com and got one. <clears throat> it's done. All that to say, I got an M-Lock screw from Midwest GunWorks. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Um, River's Edge Tree Stands. Use our code Missouri10 for 10% off. Uh, lucky buck mineral. I actually dumped mineral in two spots today because I went and pulled all my cameras. I need to do that. And well, not all my cameras in two spots. I pulled cameras. And while I was there, I just dumped a little bit of mineral because I had uh part of a bucket left and, you know, gave them a little sprinkle, a little taste, a little taste, uh, because I'm guessing they're kind of in that mode where they're back to food. So they're probably back to mineral as well. Right. Uh, check them out there luckybuckbarrel.com on x use our code mww20 for 20 percent off um i'm sure we've been burning the hell out of their servers lately oh
1: yeah just saying I mean, I mean every day every day we're on it so it's just one of the most useful tools we have as, hunters. as a hunter
2: i don't know what i would do without it right briefly right. like i really don't and hunters used to I do use it, it for work of- i use it for hunting i use it for all of it yeah
0: yeah Corey, uh, I was listening to Corey's show with Drew on his podcast, Corey Groff, and he was talking about he uses that three D feature all the time on mm-hmm. on on X, and I really don't do it on my my mobile my phone as much, so I need to start doing that. And he's especially right. I think for new stands, like places he hasn't been before or whatever, trying to find that best spot. Like, yeah, that would make a lot of sense
1: yeah that's probably a good idea we shouldn't maybe start doing that yeah. Maybe
0: that's why he's so lucky he's not lucky he's, he's good. good maybe that's <laughs> why he's so good yeah uh black Ovis. use our code mww10 for 10 percent off are they still running that sale they had a deal where you could stack it mm, that's a great question why don't you go there and find out folks yeah go go to the website Check go to the out. website see if they're doing their their winter yeah. sale too and then camo fire hop on that app download the app see the daily deals and see that Andy is wrong about trail cam Tuesday. It's not a thing.
2: Trail cam Tuesday. (laughs) Let's Uh
0: while you're all are doing the next one, we're going to see. And last but not least reveal cameras by tech cam. I just talked about it. I pulled all my cameras today there. Well, not all of them, but some of them and they're sitting in my office right now. Uh, I'll take batteries out, clean the lenses, stuff like that. And here in a short few months, they'll be out. I, canceled my subscription like that. It was done. All I had to do was get on the app, go to the account, and cancel. And it was done. It's so easy to do that now. Um, that's what I hated about my uh, my old cell cam, is that you had to go to the website to you know cancel the, the subscription. It was just more, a little more of a pain in the ass. This is nice. Um, so, got that done. And that is the sponsors for today's show. Have you found
2: out? Andy, I don't know what just happened. I completely lost you guys for about... T- Guys, can you hear me now? Yeah, we we got you now.
1: Yeah, uh, Andy, I just want to let you know I'm on cool Camel Fryer right now, and there's not one single camera, so you know.
2: And it's Tuesday because they've yeah. already they've already rolled till Wednesday. No, no, no. It's nine forty-five. Nope, there's still two no. hours and fifteen minutes I, to go. Dude, I checked my my phone died, so I have no. <laughs> advice, so. Seems like so you're making excuses, I just, sir. I literally just blanked out on the call, but. Because I was using my hotspot on my phone. Uh uh-huh. And so I had to switch and see if it, this, uh, our house internet will work. But, uh, ah. Well, we're done anyways. We got to get that figured out. Yep. It's only good in the mornings, so it doesn't matter. Yep. <laughs> if only you knew a guy, right? If only you knew a guy. Patrick. <laughs> you'd, you'd think you know a guy. <laughs> you so. think your friends are your friends, right? <laughs> yep. I know two guys, three guys. <laughs> I would jerry-rigged line across my yard
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny uh but that's sponsor for today's show uh today like i said we have our (laughs) our our new friend drew uh on and we just basically talk about his background in coyote hunting some of his favorite gear and uh you know some calls different states he's gone to different states he's gone to yeah we kind of talk about a little bit of everything about uh, drew's past really just a
2: introduction to drew who is drew
0: the po- who is the Predator it? Hunter Drew? Yeah, that's what it is. It's an autobiography.
2: Predator Hunter Profile. There yeah. you go.
0: Oh, did you just think of the name of the show? Predator Hunter. Predator profile. Hunter Profile. I like it. I like we'll it use I like it. I Write might that use down. that. Yep. Write that down.
2: You're welcome. I will take uh, my copyright payment at any time.
0: Yeah. Uh, just don't cash it. Cool. Ever. <laughs> Not till Trail Camp Tuesday. Just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> the <That's sighs> thing. <laughs> it's okay. A, all right. All right uh, let's
0: get into the show. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Okay. With us tonight, we've got Drew Slim. I think I said that right. Uh, with the Predator Podcast. Drew, you were an easy find, man. Easy find. All I had to do was search predator <laughs> hunting, and there you were. <laughs> How's it going?
3: <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad you guys found me, and I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, actually, I just listened to your show with our friend Corey Groff um, earlier today. I'm, I'm like two episodes behind still,
3: and uh, he's a good guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's awesome. He, is, he was an awesome guest to have on, and, yeah, he's just a great dude. Yeah, he's got a lot of knowledge to share, that's for sure. Yeah.
1: And if you guys don't know, he's got a YouTube channel also on his yeah, own, the, the, 417, the 417. So if you guys ain't following him, you need to. He puts a lot of good stuff out there. Kills a lot of Yeah, podcasts.
3: I just I keep up <laughs> with his videos. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh,
0: today's show, um, like we said, Drew is the host of the Predator podcast. Um, obviously us three, Andy, me and Micah are, uh, podcast or not podcast predator hunting, um, freaks. You know, we like to enjoy it. And, uh, we were talking a little bit about that before we started, but it's, it's kind of cool to talk to another uh, person who runs a podcast, um, that has that same passion and we found you drew. So, um, Kind of what I was thinking of tonight, we just kind of talk about like your, your background with coyote hunting. Uh, I learned something on your show with Corey that you don't get just to hunt bobcats in Wisconsin like we do here in Missouri. You got to draw a tag for a bobcat. Uh, but we will talk about that because I won't, I won't spoil it, but he did draw his first bobcat tag this year and, um, things happened either good or bad. We'll talk about that here in a while, but, um what I kind of thought was just kind of like a, a coyote hunter profile, man. And just talk about like how you got into it, uh, what's some things you like to do, some of your gear, um, that sort of stuff. So how long you been coyote hunting and, and what got you into it?
3: Well, I think I, I shot my first one officially when I was 12. I think I was going, you know, when I was a little younger tagging along with my dad, following him and his buddies around. Um, But I think I shot my first one when I was 12. I still honestly still remember it, the whole thing and, you know, everything about it. But, um, so I guess from there, you know, it just kind of progressed into, you know, we just kept on hunting, kept on hunting and man, back then we didn't kill too many. I mean, we, we called coyotes in all the time and I just think back you know, now and look back on all the coyotes that we called in and didn't kill. Um, you know, and I just think that we, you know, I've said before, but like, we just didn't have all these resources that there is nowadays, which I'm sure you guys did, did the same thing. But like, I just, we just totally learned on the fly, what we were doing. We learned by screwing up. Like we didn't, you know, we, I had watched like Randy Anderson's videos back in the day, but, um, I had played that Randy Anderson calling all coyotes video, on my PlayStation two, like 300 times, (laughs) you know, and like, I just, that was all I had. And we just totally learned on the fly and, you know, learned by screwing everything up. So, I mean, I would, yeah, I don't know. I guess I've been going for probably, I don't know, probably 17 years or so. I've probably been really hard at it for 10. I mean, I would, we always went, you know, a fair amount when I was younger, but like once I got to high school and I could drive and, you yeah. know, that's when I started getting more serious about it. And then of course, when I was in college, I had a school schedule and a hunting schedule. So <laughs> obviously at that point it, uh, sort of <laughs> progressed even more. And then, uh, started my podcast a couple years ago. Uh, I started traveling and hunting coyotes and other places, I think three maybe three or four years ago. And yeah, I'd say, so I would say in the past five years, like really been super serious about it. And yeah, I like to think occasionally I, you know, occasionally you have days where you feel like, you know what you're doing. And then, you know, the next day you <laughs> feel like you couldn't, yeah, couldn't the, call one in and pen. We just so, talk. We
2: just talked they, about uh, this. Uh, yeah. Oh, Andy, go ahead. I was going to say they humble you real quick. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. We, we just talked about this. Yes, um, they do.
2: We, our thermal
0: season started February 1st, and we had a night. I wasn't with them, but yep. Micah and them had a night where, like, every stand they were on, it was du- doubles, triples, quads. It, it went double, double,
1: double, triple, quad on each stand. It, it was one of the best nights I've ever been on, for sure. We didn't get all those trucks – or we didn't – all those dogs didn't make it to the
0: back of the truck, yeah. but – it was a fun night and then the very next night not didn't see a single coyote on a on a stand you know it just you know what changes you yeah. know because the, the conditions were very similar um nothing was really i'd love to figure that part out. i know it's so aggravating um because you just don't know and it's weird that you, you think about when you first started coyote hunting and i'm not going to make assumptions for you but if you tell me you don't have one i would be surprised um like, I can't believe at one point in time, all three of us, we all hunted coyotes without a suppressor. Like it was normal. Like we just went out and hunted coyotes. And now that we have suppressors, every time we're out hunting and you know, you, stuff goes crazy, you're just like, I cannot believe we used to do this unsuppressed. You know, that it's just weird the evolution of, of totally the predator agree with hunter. You, guys. <laughs> you know? Especially at night. Remember that Andy? The first year we yeah. went night hunting, and we were all still uh-huh. waiting on our suppressors, and we went hunting at night without them, and it was like you would get done with the stand, and you would feel like you just broke a bunch of laws, even though you didn't, just because of all the noise you made. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. No, I totally don't know what you're saying. Yep.
0: What's your uh, so what's your thermal season like? You guys have an actual season or is uh, it year round what's what's Wisconsin?
3: Wisconsin's unlimited all year. All doesn't matter if it's deer. well where I'm at, it doesn't matter if it's deer season, doesn't matter if it's rifle season. Uh it, really there's it's 24/7 365 here. Uh if you get north of here, it, there's uh like you can't hunt during the nine day and stuff like that, but yeah, down where I'm at, it's it's 24/7, 365. It's probably best that it's not like
1: that around here, because I would probably, you know, I'd be struggling at work a lot more than I am. Yeah, right that's now, a good point. You know, because I, I enjoy night hunt is just easier to do for me. You know, with the family and kids and things like that. So I yep. I love thermal season. Uh, but I do wish that they would extend it because right now we just have February, March. Have That's eight, it. Eight, yeah, eight weeks. Yeah, so it, it's a little yeah, it's short. Like eight weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. A little short, in my opinion. Uh, hopefully,
0: they change those things, but who knows? <clears throat> right. Yeah, it'd be fun, but um, how do you balance that? How do you balance the type of hunting you're going to do since you can do it all year long? What? How do you handle that? And and do you hunt other? Oh. Do you hunt other game too?
3: Yeah, well, so I pretty much, I pretty much hunt coyotes basically from anywhere from the end of November to the beginning of December until the end of March, pretty hard. Um, And then I probably won't hunt them really at all in April and April and May. So I'll be turkey hunting. I'll be going, you know, pretty much hard turkey hunting pretty much every day for the whole season. Uh, I'll go to South Dakota this spring for a week and, um, uh, stuff like that. So I'll get after the turkeys pretty hard. And then I'll probably start hunting coyotes again a little bit, um, here and there, like starting maybe around like June 15th, uh, I'll probably hunt here and there when the, when it's nicer out and it's not too hot or, you know, but I probably will only hunt them at night for the most part in the summer. Um, and I really, really I wouldn't necessarily prefer to hunt them in the summer but there's just certain areas um, and spots that just seem seem to produce in the summer and spots that I am able to, you know, get into in the summer and have success versus not in the winter. And especially it's turning a lot more spots like that just due to the sheer number of people that are hunting nowadays. Right. Um, so I'll, summertime I'll dogs fit different, probably identify... Sure. Yeah, I'll de- definitely try to identify spots that are more pressured in the winter, and I won't hunt them in the winter. And I'll just say I'll hit them, you know, once or twice in the summer. Or like if I have, I got like a couple landowners that like, co- there's coyotes everywhere. They're terrible. You know, they are always texting me, calling me, dude. There's coyotes everywhere. They're loud. They're whatever. They're this or that. Well, I can go, I can go out there and call them, you know, every day of the week, and. The problem is, is they let other people do the same thing. Right. So I can go out there and call and I'll see them, but I just, they'll just go out and sit on a hill, you know, 500 yards away and they won't even bother coming in. So, spots like that where I'm trying to help them out too and do it to the best I can. And I just, some of them spots, I really feel like my best chance is to shoot them in the summer and before they get pressured or, you know, before everybody else starts hunting them. We just had...
0: That conversation. But then, yeah, I
3: guess I'll start, then I'll start whitetail hunting.
0: Yeah. I was going to say that, that's where, I mean, I, I whitetail hunt, I think all three of us. Yeah. Do. I, all, I actually three of us. listened
3: to your guys' podcast, Collins, and that was. Yeah.
0: We talk about, that was you awesome. know, Other people that was good. putting pressure on them is, you know, I mean, you can't really, well, number one, you can't predict what's going on around the properties that you are hunting or even the property that you are hunting sometimes. Like you said, those landowners yep. might give four other guys permission too. And there might have there been dudes there two days in a row right before you were and you didn't know it, you know. But um, I would love to, going back to your, your night season, I would love to hunt dogs at night in the summertime. Yeah, that's got to be, I
1: would think they're just, yeah, hauling ass into that call. I could be wrong. But I would think that you just got a well, lot you, of hard chargers. you can come to
3: Wisconsin and you can.
0: Sounds like we need to make a trip, boys. <laughs> so we
1: actually yeah, had this idea. It's not that
3: far from you guys.
0: No, it's not. We actually had this idea, especially southern Wisconsin. It's like mm, six hours probably. But um, Yep. Andy had this idea originally, I believe. I think I'm giving the correct person credit. But if I'm not, Andy, correct me. Of a western, I'll take it. <laughs> a western coyote tour. So we go out west elk hunting every year. And we've talked about one of these years, instead of elk hunting, going on like a two week coyote trip where we just go, you know, Kansas, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona. I don't don't even know what states we, we haven't even mapped it, but just doing that because, um, that's something I think all, all of us want to do is hunt coyotes other places. So (laughs) we're kind of jealous that you, you travel. So, um, what are, what are the states that you've been to,
3: uh, Kyle hunting so far outside of wisconsin Uh, i've been to can i go to kansas every year Uh, i've hunted them in arizona um i'm going to south dakota and i'll probably i should go to like southeast minnesota just because it's only a few hours away and you don't need a license it's like you can just pop over to southeast minnesota and hunt just like you know, just like you're in Wisconsin, so uh, nice. I should go there. Um, I guess I've hunted Illinois too, obviously because it's right here. But I'm because I'm in I'm like 20 miles from the Illinois border. Okay, but can't use suppressors or anything in Illinois anymore, so I probably won't hunt there ever again.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> jeez, count me out. That state <laughs> is going to, yeah,
0: count me out. Yeah, I'm good on that.
3: I'm, yeah. I'm like a suppressor snob Yeah, no, I would totally
1: now. do
0: that though if I was you guys. No. So we 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 should be going to Kansas here soon. Actually, I need to get with that guy. Um, I don't. It, it's it's like Southeast Kansas. I think we're going, and we we've have an invitation to Oklahoma. Um, you know, and it it sound, I mean, we want we want to do it just because it's cool. It'd be cool to see dogs in different places. You know how how they react to certain things. You know, for the most part, the three of us hunt the same type of coyote. You know, like all the coyotes we hunt are are in decently pressured areas and i mean we're even hunting probably the same dogs you know for the most part even if you know like andy might have a farm right here and nate has a farm two two you know miles away that are probably the same dogs you know or whatnot so it'd be kind of cool to just like just just go six hours away and see dogs you know a, a different way but unfortunately all three of us have these things called kids in a family that make that travel harder (laughs) yep so um, are you a single man right now what's your situation yeah that
1: and what type of job do you have that you can travel to all these different states
3: (laughs) Uh, i'm married i have a two and a half year old at home so she's a ball of fire right now um and I work, I do, I'm a sale. I sell apparel for a living. Uh, I, my office is like six miles from my house. So I nice. kind of have the ability to be in and out of the office. You know, I can work from my phone. I can, you know, as long as I take care of my stuff and, you know, make sales. It's yeah. All good. Nice. <laughs> you go. There awesome. you go.
0: So what, what's the secret to, you know, getting your wife to let you leave? Do you just
3: like piss her off and she, she kicks you out? How does it work? Oh. <laughs> well, you know, see, so I go to Montana elk hunting in the fall too. So, uh, yeah, so I usually, I go elk hunting in the fall or, you know, like, you know, middle of September and then come back here and I'll start bow hunting hard until, you know, the rut's over or whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. She, I, the thing is, is like, I've always done this. I've always right. been this way. So she, uh, I guess she sort of got, she uh, got you into knew it was the into yeah that's what i that's what i like to think but uh yeah i mean i certainly don't go and do as much as i used to and um you know i've had to just find ways to utilize my time better and yeah um you know i definitely don't hunt as many days of the week as i used to i i used to probably hunt you know i would hunt every day if i could but um yeah i probably you know hunt you know two three times a week or you know a morning here and a morning there and an evening here and a you know just kind of mixing up Just you know kind of i go out a lot at like two in the morning you know and hunt until it's daylight out just because it works the best for you know my family and stuff mm-hmm. but i've also found that that's the time of day no one else is hunting <laughs> everybody's you know. done by then yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah.
0: point except andy didn't oh. you and uh austin go out at like three in the morning couple weeks ago or not yeah, couple an weeks opening ago, day opening day yeah opening
2: day we get went up and got up at, you know three and hunt until daylight
0: yeah i think i think my exact words were you two were
1: screw that <laughs> i don't i don't have a problem starting it you know <laughs> starting at a certain time yeah starting at dark or whatever and going till three o'clock in the morning but i don't know if i could i mean i could but i don't want to start at three o'clock in the morning it's,
0: it's the getting up part yeah it would not be fun i think
1: i used to do that for quite a while where i had to wake up at like two thirty in the morning to go to work and i don't have to do that no more and it's it's
3: it's it's nicer <laughs> it's yeah i point. just i'm too stubborn i'm too stubborn and like i just i don't i don't like i don't sleep and i don't i'm too stubborn like we're in kansas and I think I think we added it up. We slept for ten hours in the four days we were there, oh, and uh, the last morning we were there, I was. Our alarms were going. My alarm was going off, and I was like, "Guys, come on, we gotta go." We'll go with three of my buddies, and I'm like, "Come on, come on, we gotta get up. Let's go." After we slept for like an hour and a half, dear lord, couldn't get them up that day. But uh, I wanted to. I wanted to go, and I was chomping at those guys. We gotta go. But <laughs> no, it's all good. I just. I don't know what it is. It just once I get going, I can't stop, and I am too stubborn to quit. So, like, with all your travels and everything, that what
1: has been your favorite state to hunt in?
3: Uh Kansas, probably Kansas for sure. I I love Kansas. I would, I wish I could go there five times a year, uh, especially as the hunting gets harder and harder and harder here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think. I, I wish I could go back there uh, multiple times, but I went twice last year. Um, but I, I'm i only going to go once this year. Yeah. Or I already went, but I wish I could go five more times, like I said. That's why I yeah, feel, I feel Montana's like. Montana's awesome. Oh, yeah. I, feel, I, I, bet be. there. I bet
0: it would be. I bet it would be. Yeah, I feel like we're dropping the ball as the three of us because we live like an hour from Kansas, and we have yet to hunt coyotes in kansas
1: well that's my next question are you hunting like private ground or are you going
3: uh public i like when we started going to kansas we pretty much started out hunting public um the first year we went down there we just you know didn't really know anything or whatever we just went down there There there's obviously a ton of walking hunting down there so we just started out hunting hunting public or hunting public we I think we killed one dog the first year we went and we, um, but we saw so many and heard so many and just like, it was just a totally different experience from what I'm used to. And we were like, Oh my God, you know, this is awesome. We got to go back. Well, we ended up, we ended up, you know, doing the classic, just go to the bars and meet people. And, uh, we met some people down there. One thing led to another. And now we just have, you know, all kinds of ground to hunt and, um, we, we hunt, we hunt some public during the day, um, because you can't hunt public at night in Kansas, but right, so we hunt a lot of public during the day, just so we can hammer as many spots as we can at night. But now we've gotten to the point where we could pretty much do either, or, you know, hunt mostly private if we wanted to, but there's still a lot of really good public spots that we found. So
1: that's pretty that's why sweet. We
3: did that too.
0: Yeah, that's pretty sweet, man. Um, okay, so getting to know Drew. Let's let's go through some gear. That's one of my favorite things. Whitetail podcast or not podcast? Why do I keep saying that? Predator hunting. Um, I love talking about gear. I'm I'm kind of a gear nerd. So um, let's start with the uh, the most important part of a predator hunter. Not really, but it's a, it's very important. Your your rifle. What is your rifle of choice?
3: Uh, well my daytime rifle I used a twenty two two fifty I shot my first coyote when I was twelve with the twenty two two fifty and i I went to a two twenty three for a couple years and then I came back and now i I haven't switched yet and this has been four or five years now I came back what is uh, um and then what at is night your... I use a twenty two nozzler twenty two nozzler at night
0: okay Nice. What's your uh, tw- your twenty two two fifty?
3: What is it? Like what? It's a it's a Thompson Center venture. Oh, nice. People will, people right will refer to it as a Walmart gun. <laughs> but I, I don't know. That's weird. That. When
0: when I hear Thompson Center, I don't think Walmart. Yeah,
3: I wouldn't think it'd yeah. be.
1: Is it is it just a, yeah. a cheaper gun well, or something?
0: <laughs>
3: I mean, it's like, a. am guessing, I mean, they don't even make it anymore, but it was probably like a six, $700 gun, but yeah, yeah. thing shoots so good. I've had other others and it just shoots so good. I, you know, I, yeah, I, it's all I can say just shoots really it's, good.
2: And it's pretty comparable to like the Ruger American predator series. I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I would know, say kind of that yeah. mid range, mid range budget gun, but do they shoot lights out? Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, so if you listen to
0: our show with John that came out today, we're recording this the day John's show came out for next week. Um, yep. John got me all worked up after he talked about his uh, rate of twist that he prefers in his 22-250s. Yeah. And uh, yeah. now I'm all freaked out that my rate of twist is not one of the two that he prefers. <laughs> um, so did you uh, – what is? Do you know what your rate of twist is on your Thompson, and does it bother you that it?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a one in twelve. So is mine.
1: So does that's, it shoot good? That's what mine is, one in twelve. Yeah, so
3: it's, yeah, but I shoot a fifty grain bullet. So yeah, I mean, I I shoot a fifty grain bullet and I reload. Um, I shoot. That's the best shooting. I mean, I I have never had trouble shooting coyotes. I mean, it it. It yeah. drops them. It anchors them. I mean, it stuns them and tips them right over. Yeah. Um. I do have in this box right here by my gun cabinet. There's a one and eight twist in that box <laughs> right there. <laughs>
0: I like that. Well, it's just funny because I I immediately after we got off with John, I went and looked, and I'm like, damn it, it's one and twelve. <laughs> but I'm shooting fifty fives out of mine because uh my twenty two two fifty is an AR ten. It's a spade composite. AR-10 yep. platform, and I didn't know this. I think I've told this before on our show. I didn't know this at the time, and I'll make it quick. I bought 50-grain uh, Hornady Super Performances for that gun initially. Yep. Well, Super Performances are not made for gas guns. I found that out the hard way. Um, nothing really bad, went bad. It just yep. didn't cycle correctly, and I could turn the gas down. I could turn the gas up. Right. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't cycle. It shot really good for that one shot but it just wouldn't cycle and i found out that super performance is is made for bolt guns not for for gas guns so i learned that but so i had i bumped up to 55s and they've shot really good since then but um well hey that's that's good to know um and you said your night gun is a 22 nosler so how'd you get into that
3: yep that's an that's an ar platform i built it myself And it's got like an Odinworks barrel and um, I don't even know. It's got like, you know, different odds and ends parts, like from arrow and from rock river arms and different, different things cobbled together. Uh, It shoots really, really good. I shoot the 53 green V max in that. And I got into it. One of my buddies and like his buddy had shot him and I just like the idea of an AR platform and it was as close to it as I could get to a twenty two two fifty in an AR platform. Without, without being a R ten. An AR 10. Yeah.
1: yeah, those AR tens, man, I mean heavier. The, the they're just too much. Too much to carry around, in my opinion. I know that a lot of people yeah. use them and they do awesome. Yeah. But it's
0: not. It's it's I don't want to carry it around. <laughs> <laughs> it it's definitely heavier than AR fifteen. Yeah. So for nighttime that's how I got in, Sorry, we're got, we're lagging a little bit. Uh, for nighttime, I can see what Mike is talking about. Like my nighttime gun's an AR-15. His is Andy. What are you shooting at night right now, dude? I don't even know what your your thermals on right now.
2: Don't worry about it. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's on. It's on that uh, 6 Creedmoor at the moment, but um, contemplating moving it over to my 243.
1: <coughs> gotcha. Why not the uh, six arc?
2: Uh, to be truthful with you I'm not comfortable in the grouping of that gun right now. Yeah, he was talking he don't so like those 103s <clears throat> out of it. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. And I haven't I don't disagree. I haven't messed with I'm I'm waiting on uh well, I'm I'm waiting. I haven't pulled the trigger. I want to go do some testing and get some 108s, see if that likes it better. And well, I know those 87, I think 85 or 87 grains are supposed to be coming out in the 6 arc. So I I want to get a box of those and just see what it likes and
0: I've been waiting for those 87s. <clears throat> I mean, my 103s are shooting fine but I when the eighty sevens come out, I'm gonna to move to them, assuming they shoot all right. But um, I can definitely see what Mike is saying. I mean, for nighttime, like at least the way we hunt, and I'm assuming Drew, you're similar. We'll put our guns on our tripods at the truck, and we we shoulder the tripod with the gun on it, and we're walking in. You know, we're pretty minimalistic at nighttime, right? We we got our drags in our we put our paint, you know, I got pockets in my pants. I put my drag in there. I carry my call or, or whatever, sling it. Um got a, you know, headlamp on, in my pocket. Like we we don't have a lot with us at night. Um so we just tripod our guns and go. So an AR15 is nice because it's lighter and you just run right in. Right? What type of tripod are you using?
1: Or are, are you using a tripod, are you using sticks or What's going on?
3: So I'm not a tripod guy, um, but I'm not gonna lie. I am starting to consider uh, coming over to the dark side because (laughs) I've missed like probably three or four now this year that I normally don't usually normally don't miss. um, Just simply because I wasn't steady and um, yeah, it's just. Starting to grind my gears a little bit. So missed what are, what are wherever, you using like. at the moment? So I use a bipod, and then I, like, will use my scanner, you know, and mm-hmm. I sit down just like I'm day hunting, basically, hmm. and use my scanner, you know, and then I'll just get on my sticks, basically just like I'm day hunting, <laughs> you know. Right. Obviously running a scanner at night, but um, it's very similar. But, yeah, I just – I've missed a couple, like, in that 200 to, like, 300 range that I normally – would not, and um, like I missed on the other night, and like my crosshairs are, you know, doing this one, and I missed, and just a little frustrating. Um, especially, you know, again, not to keep beating the drum, but especially things are getting harder, and missing opportunities, and you know, fueling the fire, making it harder on myself is not uh, a, a great recipe for success. So, it's uh making me take a look at it for sure. I mean. Absolutely. Tripods are awesome,
0: but they also come with their own set of annoyances. Like they're they're bigger, so you got this yeah. thing to carry in that I guarantee is bigger than your bipod, no matter what bipod you're using. Um, and yep. so you know that's one thing you got to deal with. And then you know, at, in, at night I don't have this issue. At in the daytime though, if you're set up, okay, let's say you're set up and you're you're hoping. Coyotes are going to come from your front, obviously, right? You want them to come in where you're yep. set up. Every once in a while, though, coyotes do what coyotes do, and they, <clears throat> excuse me, surprise you. And next thing you know, they're straight to your left, and you've got to make a quick movement. Well, that quick movement is not as quick as it is with your bipod. It for our tripods, you know. I'll pick my tripod up and just set it back down. It is not like it's hard, yep. but it's harder than what you're doing so um you know i mean it comes with its own set of problems but i just i like the tripod just because it's the most steady thing you're going to use for your shot um outside of being on a sled which obviously if you could do it
3: sure yeah (laughs) but how are you going to do that you know while you're hunting so yeah yeah i don't foresee switching for daytime Uh, i i pretty set in my daytime sit uh situation but it's at night where i've noticed the the difference and obviously you had i mean yeah things happen you know and you get surprised occasionally at night but it doesn't seem to happen as much and i don't hunt by myself so it's not really you know usually usually things don't get super crazy and, and surprise at night so you know, obviously occasionally it does, but it just t- typically you just don't run into those situations as much in the day as you do in the daylight, in my opinion, but. Right. Right.
1: Uh, so um, just to go a little bit more into the gear side of things, what scope are you running during the day? And then go ahead and get into whatever thermal you're
3: running at night. So my day gun, I have a Vortex Viper HSLR. It's a three to six. 4 to 16, I think, as a top dial, um, which I like because then I can, for longer shots, I can dial it up, you know, if I need to or want to. Um, I like that. Um, and then my night nighttime gun, I have an IRA bolt TH-50C on it, and um, I've been pretty impressed with that so far. I really don't have any complaints, honestly. So, yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah, the only you, errors I've had in it have been in the operator. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, you won't have any
0: issues. I, you know, when I had my IRA stuff, it was it was really good. I didn't have the bolt; I had the uh, the Rico. Um, and Andy and I both yeah. at one point in time had the micro. Um, right, Andy. Micro okay. is that correct? Yeah, it's the RL the three eighty four. Yeah, micro. the RL. Of, yeah, that's right. And the little. Yep. It's the scanner slash. Uh, scope you could Did use you it as a yeah. scope as well. Yeah. And yeah, nothing but good things to say about them too and and uh you know our new Athlon stuff. This is our first year obviously with for the three of us all using our Athlon thermals because it's their first year with a thermal. Super clear picture. Um really some features on it I like better than my iRays, like for instance the zoom. Yeah, you, the zoom's you can sweet. spin zoom it instead of clicking a button, you can just turn a dial and it just like your your daytime scope almost um although it's really soft and easy to do and it's right on the side of this the thermal that's really really nice um so that has allowed me to get rid of picture in picture because i don't need it i can just zoom real quick on on the on the dog um that's really nice uh the reticles it has i'm really a fan of the one reticle i'm using that um have you noticed all the damn color options too andy micah Yeah, I've been Mm. messing around with it. Blue and all these different reticle color options that I'm sure some people probably use. But, um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. But, yeah, the IRA, man. Can't go wrong. I heard a lot of good things about the Bolt as well. Yeah, you can't go wrong with an IRA.
3: Yeah, mine has the dial zoom as well. So I don't use picture-in-picture either. I just dial zoom. I took mine off. Yeah, I like that. I think I'm going to get something new uh, soon. Hopefully what's the new stuff that came out um we'll see but i think i'm gonna hopefully get my hands on one of the new ones here in march to to try out for a while and see sweet yeah um okay
0: so we got rifle try well not tripod scope um what about your daytime pack setup how do you how are you getting in and out um what are you using like do you sling your gun how are you packing
3: in and out of your sets Um, okay. This is a good one because I just changed this this year or just like before I, I think Christmas time I did. Um, so I had always been like a sling my gun over my shoulder, you know, throw my chair over my shoulder, um, gun chair. Then I have my call in one hand, you know, um, and I got just kind of sick of carrying everything. It was just all kind of clunky. Um, you know, I just i just i don't know i i got sick of it basically just sick of carrying all that stuff um so i got an Everly stock gun runner uh backpack at christmas time yep and right on now i put my chair right in the bag um i put my <laughs> my gun in the in the uh rifle scabbard mm-hmm. and i usually i i was trying to strap my call onto it but it just didn't go ever really smooth so I just started carrying my call. So basically I had everything in my back and I just had my call in my hand and that has been really nice. Um, I tried I tried it at night, but I ended up stopping using it at night just cause it was at night. You're kind of way more in and out and your stands are right. shorter. You're not walking as far, you know, those types of things. So I just found myself like it was more of a hassle to put myself in and out. So, I don't use it at night, but in the daytime, yeah, I, I love it so far. It's been, honestly, it's been awesome. I love not having to carry my rifle over my back and it's so nice to carry. Nothing.
0: Yeah. I mean, Andy, so Andy has firsthand knowledge of this. Uh, he hunts with our buddy, Austin, Andy hunts with him all the time, me and Micah Mm -hmm. less, but I was hunting with Andy and Austin a few weeks ago and there were some times that we, you know, we walked a decent amount, um, into some sets, and by the time you know, I'm I'm a sling my rifle type of guy too. And by the time we get there, you know, like your biceps like a little tight and you're just like, This is annoying. And in Austin, yeah. Austin has an Eberly stock. What is it, Andy? An X two or
2: I don't remember which one. I thought it was the gun runner, but I could be wrong. Maybe
0: it is the gu- I don't remember which one. It's got the scabbard. Um and he's just shoo, gone. He's got nothing in his hands. Rifles on his back and he's gone. Yeah. Then when our set get would get done, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, through the tripod. Yeah, exactly. Then our set would get done, and you know it would take him a touch longer than Andy and I to get ready to go. But then he is gone because he, you know, has nothing to carry. Where I, where I've got my rifle yeah. shouldered, and then I'm also carrying my tripod. If I remember correctly, in that hunt uh, because I was trying a different setup and by the end of the day, I was like, Austin, I definitely see what you mean now. I definitely see what you mean. So, yeah. Um, you know, if you need your gun quickly, that's the one negative to it. Um, because it would take you longer to get your gun out of that pack than it would Andy or Micah or, and I to grab our gun from our shoulder. But how often does that happen? You know, really that you have a, it hasn't happened to me yet. It's happened a few times. Andy had a shot um, a few years ago that he, to this day, talks about because it lost them a tournament (laughs) or whatnot. And, you know, Uh he was able to take a quick shot. I don't know if he would have got off that shot had his gun been on his back. I wasn't there, but he's talked about it before. So, But think about it. Handful of times in how many years that you've actually been able to get a shot off on a coyote while you're walking in or out typically yeah. you you honestly scare them up and they're gone or they're so far away that you you can't even attempt a shot anyways
3: yeah honestly if i hunted by myself i think i would consider not or i would see it way more as an issue but i always have my buddies with me or my dad or somebody and ever like like i said i'm never by myself so Everybody else has their guns ready, so I'm like, screw it. If some, if worst case scenario, if we do jump something up or see something going in, they can shoot it. Like it's all good with me.
2: Yeah, good point. Good point. Do you do- see, That's kind of where I am with because with, Austin can't get to his fast, so I actually I, I sling mine, but I do it across my chest. It's just easier for me. I don't have to. I feel I can be hands free. I don't have to walk and hold something. And so the one he was talking about, yep. I literally dropped to a knee and I unclipped one of the QAD rests, and I was able to get off a shot. Like the other guy that was with us, he had his on his back, and he couldn't get to it. Like it was just a boom, boom, weird deal. I missed, but um, I got. I did have a. I did have a fraction of a second to take a shot. Yeah, and it's happened once or twice to where like, I don't know. I started carrying my tripod also, so I'll have my gun slinged across my chest everything else in my backpack and I'll carry the tripod and there's been some instances I've been able to throw the tripod out real quick, put the gun on it and get a, you know, a decent shot off. So,
0: yeah. Andy, you're one of the few one, actually the only one I've ever met that. So when he slings his gun, his barrel is downward, right? So it's, he's like carrying it. Like imagine a military guy, the way they carry some of their rifles sometimes. Right. You know, like that's what it kind of looks like to me. Yep, And, um, he can pull it off because he's six six. I tried. So doing, it helps being taller. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. when I tried doing that when we were hunting together <laughs> yeah. last year. You and you barrels, barrels, and barrels, and barrels just dragging the freaking ground. I'm like, I don't think this is gonna work for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it just works because if w- w- when I have my backpack and my backpack was used to carry my tripod on it, and so the legs and the, you had everything back there and the gun was back there, there's just too much stuff behind me that I couldn't control. Like stuff banging together where it was so across my chest just kind of fit naturally for it and it's how i just it. got kind of, i do it's how i do it now
0: yeah <laughs> okay how about your uh your collar what kind of collar do you use or collars? I Can't tell i can tell by the sweatshirt
3: oh i can't i, I can't a, see a sweatshirt a, a... <laughs> i have the lucky duck uh revolt yeah yeah, I've had that for I think three, three years or so. So that's the Coyotes fear me, isn't it, hoodie? Yep. I oh, I can Christmas. see it now. Andy's okay. got the same one. <laughs> yep. Me <you> too. <do. laughs>
0: yeah. Nice. So, do a lot of folks like up in your area in Wisconsin? Do you? Because I see kind of a split down here where we are. Between Fox Pro and Lucky Duck, I really don't see anything else. Um, I don't think I've met a guy down in our area that runs like an IcoTech right now or Calder. Or, Calder? He's ran them before. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Calder. Currently? He's got one. He's got one. Yeah. I don't know what he, he runs. I think he runs all three,
0: really, but I,
1: yeah, he runs one.
0: Okay, there's one. Um, do you see like a kind of a split up there, like between Fox Pro uh, callers, Lucky Duck callers? Do you see a lot more? of one or the other
3: if i had to if i had to give you a guess i would say it's probably probably 80 percent lucky duck um really there's yeah, it's probably uh you know 20 25 percent what's the uh fox pro and then there is a very few i do hear a few icotex occasionally um but most of it, the, the issue I'm running into right now is I'm pretty sure everybody that hunts places that I hunt uses a lucky duck. See? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. so I feel like that's backwards from down here.
0: Yeah, down yeah. here I would say it's Fox Pro heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah. Um, There are some lucky ducks. Like, each of us has one because of what you just said, Drew. Like, if everybody's got a Fox Pro and everybody's running, you know, Fox Pro sounds, MFK sounds, which are badass, by the way, um, and I definitely have them. Um, it's nice to maybe just, like, switch it up every once in a while, and maybe it's a sound that the Coyotes don't hear. But at the same time, I hear that argument. But, like, for instance, my X-24, I have 900 freaking sounds on that thing. I I could totally change my entire yeah. calling strategies, and the Coyotes would not hear the same sounds again. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I think we overthink right. things based on like, well, this brand I can they won't hear it. Well, you could do the same thing with your call. I think it's just a excuse for us to buy more shit, probably more than anything, which is cool. You know, whatever. But uh, you know, because the X48 is coming out too, <laughs> <laughs> you switch it
3: up again. Yeah, but uh, I get it. I got a uh, one good story for you about that. Is uh, so. Like I mentioned, there's, uh, you know, people that hunt some places that I hunt and whatever. It's all good, but it makes it a little more difficult. And there's a farm that I used to hunt there that I hunted. This would have been whatever, a few years ago. I killed, uh, I hunted it three times that, that one year or one winter and killed five coyotes. And since then I have not called in or heard a howl on that farm since then
2: Hmm.
3: so i took i had my buddy down my buddy wyatt barber who is like on the eastern side of the state he hunts coyotes all over hell he's in the batter right now he uh came over and hunted with me one night and i'm like dude bring he bring your call i want to take you to this spot and i just want to see what difference it makes he has a x24 and the mfk sounds whatever i'm like how okay i'm taking them to this spot it's full of coyotes like i know it's full of coyotes because you know people hear them there and see them and whatever else i'm like just use your call here you just call it i just want to see you know what what difference it does make well that they lit up and went absolutely nuts for the first time there in over a year and I'm not saying that if I would have called there that night, of course, maybe they would have, but we, they lit up and of course, they still didn't come in. They just went and sat on the Hill and, and uh, looked at us, but we still got, I guess, somewhat of a reaction versus I don't, I I went there this the other day with my call, didn't hear, see a thing. Hmm.
0: You know, there's something to be said, like with Tori's calls, what I like and Tori said this in our, our show with him and then I started doing it a few times. I haven't seen like the results of it. I mean you know, nothing has happened in those situations, but it makes sense. So Tori obviously has coyotes. He doesn't own any coyotes, but yep. he has easy access to to get coyotes recorded. Um and when you order a call yep. from him, you get a preloaded, you know, whatever Fox Pro you get. You can go through, and you can say, let's say, uh, Bougie, Isn't she one of the coyotes. I think is that I her think name. So, well, you can you can go through all of her yep. sounds, so you can do like a, a Bougie invite, and then a uh, whatever, and you can just kind of work through, and it's all the same coyote. Well, that makes so much sense when if yep. I'm a coyote somewhere else and I'm hearing a coyote and then I hear a different coyote and then I hear a third coyote or you hear the exact same coyote every single time doing different things it it resonated with me that it paints a better picture it paints a better picture in that situation to me I, w- I would see where that would work totally better in, in certain times so you know I've tried well, that a few times this year and I feel like well, it would think- have worked When we screwed up on that quad, that's what I was going to start doing. Right. Well, I mean, it makes sense because
1: uh, like coon hunters and stuff, like some of the ways they used to do competitions, you'd let the dogs out, and the first one to bark or howl would be the the winner or whatever. Well, the owner had to know what the dog sounded like. So each dog has its own different sound. Coyotes are going to be the same way. They're all going to have their own different sound. And if you can paint a picture with one dog or two dogs, however many dogs you want to do, I mean – it makes it more
0: more realistic right makes sense okay so to the calls this is always yeah i think
3: i think that the the only thing i was going to add to that is like if you listen to that fox pro podcast with john collins and terry cook um from this past like it was early january i think they did about breeding that Mm -hmm. like totally changed a lot of my mindset of like how i called and did vocals just like it's so informational and the things they say about things like you're saying like about you know knowing the sound of different coyotes and being able to tell the gender and so on and so forth but yeah that was just a super interesting uh, thing that i thought was really helpful for me
0: yeah for sure and uh you know i we would be remiss not to ask this question too so it's february 6th so you get off this podcast with us tonight and you're going night hunting okay Maybe you are, but we're gonna pretend like you are. Yep. We're going tomorrow night, I think. Um, you, what are you gonna? What's your setup? How are you gonna? Um, s- what are you gonna start with tonight? And how how do you progress right now? Where you're at? How do you handle your calling strategy?
3: Well, I'm probably gonna. I'm gonna always have in my head if i've called it before i will always have in mind what i did there before if i can remember which i normally do or have some idea of what i did there before um and if someone else if i know if it's a pressured spot or not i'll let's just say it's let's just say general stand. you know obviously there's a lot of factors that i like to think that i think about and like to think that matter but uh if I'm just going to go into a general set, I'm probably going to start out playing Blondie Long Howl. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite howls. Um, yep. to start out with. I uh, probably play that, um, and then I'm probably going to give it five minutes or so, maybe two if I get, you know, if I get antsy, um, I'll maybe get a response, maybe not. Um, then I'll probably play a pair howl. Um, I'll probably play like let's see what what's a what's a pair that I like a lot. I like the psyche run pair. Mm-hmm. I play that. I like that. I'll probably play that next, or a pair howl of some kind. I don't always think that think one that, makes a the big Mr., difference. Mr. Mr. T um,
2: pair Howl. I
3: like that one. Mr. T, I use that one too. Yeah, I use that one, and I I got like pair howl eight. It's a new one. I got that. I got that one. I use that one occasionally. Um. And then I'll probably after that I'm probably gonna I like to think I have a feeling at that point like okay did somehow do I think there's something close like um did I see something you know I don't know but uh, at that point if it's a pressured spot I'll play I'll skip any distress sounds probably and I'll go into like uh, right now I'm probably gonna play like uh, I like like talking dirty or like. If you yeah. guys are familiar with that one. Um I usually would play that <laughs> just to kind of give something different. Um and um then I would probably go to like some kind of a pup fight or a you know, breed fight like uh you know, like a you know, like your general a lucky duck one is schoolyard brawl, but I like like Sig kicking ass and goober goober kicking ass. Yep i like both those um and then if nothing's still happening i might try another sort of like serenade howl or something if i'm trying to get something to howl and then i might play i might play rabbit or I might play you know just a different like i'll play stuck fight sometime like this time of year like stuck fight like there's a male and a female that are stuck and they're you know another male yeah. trying to get in on it or whatever um by the way those are that's probably generally what i'll do what a shitty feeling
0: for a dude right like you're stuck and another guy's trying to kick your ass yeah (laughs) poor guy let him let him enjoy (laughs) i I can see why
3: that sound would work (laughs) yeah
0: well the reason i ask you know like yeah i we progress kind of in the same manner you know, that, that's kind of, I mean, it makes the most sense for a, a coyote hunter or any predator hunter to progress. You know, you don't, you don't knock on someone's door and say, I'm going to kill you. Come answer the door. You knock on the door and say, hey, sir, have I told you about your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? You know, you're, you're nice first. You're, you're nice. So it right. makes sense like the way we're doing it. Yep. But like, I don't know, lately I've kind of thought, like, were we together when I did the I don't. I usually don't start with prey in distress, but I started with prey distress, and then I did coyotes yipping, and I was trying to like paint a picture that coyotes killed a rabbit, and now they're happy. Well, I was listening you know, come I was, join.
1: I was listening to the Fox Pro today, yep. that John John Collins had uh, Big Al on, and they were talking about they say they start with prey a lot. Yeah, start with prey. A like, and if we're doing daytime sets. You still got that chance of possibly calling in a bobcat, a bobcat, and if anything, coyote might come in. And but after you run your prey for a while, then you switch over to the vocals, and they say that's
0: one of their, you know, main calling sequences. But like this time of year, that I I'm coyote vocal heavy, right? You know, and um, yep. I don't know. It's just you're always as a caller, you're always thinking of ways to be different so that maybe you can be successful where another guy wasn't on a pressured spot. And sometimes I, that, I think that's a good thing. Other times I think, okay, that was, that was dumb. That, that did not go well, you know? Um, but that's why yeah. they call it hunting and not killing. Right.
3: Yeah. I think I sometimes talk, I overthink it a lot. Um, like I'm always trying, I, I tried different stuff all the time. Like I'm, I'm so hot and cold, On rabbit like distress sounds, like same half the time they come flying into it and then half the time I feel like I just screwed my whole stand by playing it because I wonder if they've heard that sound, you know, twenty five other times this year. And did they just decide, Hey, that's a hunter, I'm not going over there. So I'm really hot and cold on that, but then it just never fails. Then you know, then you'll turn shelter belt on and they'll hmm. about run you over and you're like why haven't i been doing that this whole time um yeah so i i have a i have a personal battle right now that's going on with rapid distress calls that i'm trying to work through but i've been using like ground squirrel and like stinky rat and stuff a lot um a lot more this year yeah i get that and that, but this year my x24 i've
0: been doing different like so our night the other night when we went out Every place we went, I used different coyote sounds because there's so many damn sounds on that call because uh, I got mine from MFK, so yeah. it all came with all that stuff, plus a bunch of Fox Pro stuff. and so every every set i I did the same sequence, but I used a different sound every time. Just number one, you're familiarizing yourself with your call, how it sounds out in the out in the open. You know, you can do it in your basement, but you get a headache after a couple of minutes and your wife yells at you. So, you know, um, you kind of familiarize yourself. Okay, I like this one. That one was a little weird or whatever. Um, but at the end of it, you're always, I'm always second guessing myself. The second you don't call something in. The first freaking set, you could have the best night of your life. And the first set you have that you don't call you something in, you're like, damn, what did I do wrong? Yep. Totally. Andrew, Mr. Other caller. What do you think about some of that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, the exact same stuff I'm doing. Nice. I mean, you going with, I mean, there's not more, much more to elaborate on. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> okay. So, uh,
0: any, any other questions for Drew that you can think of? We pretty much went through all the gear that I can think of that I would ask about. Um, other coyote hunters. We always like to ask about what rifles and all those things. Um, what else? What do you guys? You guys got anything yep. else for Drew? I don't have anything. I think I pretty well got it covered.
2: Humpfield. I think we got all the gear out of it. Uh, talked about his favorite state to hunt. We've talked about what's your favorite time of year to hunt. I know you, you mentioned a couple different times, and, and mine's changed recently just because. my experiences but uh what is your favorite time of year to hunt
3: i would say definitely my favorite time to hunt is december and the first 15 days of january i think and then after that you know then i think it gets a little tougher and then you know now right now i noticed this past week it's started to get a little better but um yeah i would say if i could if i could hunt one month it would be december 15th to january 15th or you know december 5th to january 5th something like that nice andy i think you're you're talking about the
2: summertime oh yeah mine's now definitely the summertime just that june july time frame they just get so super territorial and i mean you get you get pissed off in the day and they run in like you like you do in the thermal season like you see that during the day so that's been yeah that's been fun yeah, and having the
1: decoy dog, that makes that even adds to it. Yeah, so that'd be fun. You know, our buddy Austin, he runs a decoy dog. So uh watching yeah, that, that thing work sweet. Yeah, watching
0: that work is pretty cool.
2: Yep.
0: Right on, man. Well, uh Drew, you haven't hunted Missouri yet, so just saying you got an open invitation to come down and hunt with us. So you need to add another state to yeah, it. Yeah, I
3: drove I drive through there <laughs> Yeah, Kansas, so so if oh, you're if you're driving yeah, if you're driving I,
0: through Missouri to get to Kansas, you are not far from
3: us, I guarantee you. Yeah, I looked at uh, I looked at the. I think it was it was recently. I just looked. I was like, I wonder what Missouri like license costs or whatever. Like, maybe we not can cheap. make a swing through Missouri. But it's not it's not bad for a few hundred bucks. For, I think it was yeah, 20. like two three hundred bucks maybe. Is it that
2: much? I thought it was one hundred twenty five. Yeah, uh,
1: well, you had Kansas to, is one hundred and thirty. Really? See, I thought maybe you're right because you had to buy like your trapper deal or something. It, it
3: was
2: kind you of got silly. Like your small games, and then your fur bearers license. I think. Yeah, which I don't get the fur bearers part. Yeah, because you're not bar- unless you're planning. I can't on-
3: believe you guys are that close to Kansas? I haven't been there yet, dude. we yeah, we, 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 are we are failures.
0: We are failures. We need to. We definitely. We're pl- we're planning on it soon, um, but. Actually, I'll send a text tomorrow. Now that I thought of that, yeah, there I'll, you go. I'll, I'll send a text tomorrow. Well, if, to if, Missouri's, if Missouri's if Missouri's
3: got to be pretty decent from that area that goes like that, I go through to go to Kansas. I'm always like, oh, we see coyotes off the road out there, and I'm like, ooh, this this looks good too. No, you you
0: you'd be wrong, man. There is not a single freaking coyote in this state. So yeah. just so you know, <laughs> don't.
3: they all get hit by cars. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see a car for two straight nights hunting in Kansas. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. That'd, that'd be mean, awesome. that so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I want to go there. That so was bad. unbelievable.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, sometimes you have to wait in between cars to go by so you can out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Car's out of the way. You can shoot now. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> fire, fire, like
1: fire here, trucks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, so, Drew, uh, before we hop off with you, tell everybody how they can um, check out your podcast and, um, and, uh, listen to the cool stuff you do with uh, the predator podcast.
3: Yeah. So I think I'm pretty much available on every major podcast platform. I don't even know all of them to be honest, but I know like, you know, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google podcasts are some of the few that jump out at me. And there's a whole host more that I don't even know completely, but yeah, wherever you listen to podcasts, if you search predator podcast, um, I've had some pretty good fun episodes this year that were, were a lot of fun for me to record. Um, yeah, I'm going to be at the Wisconsin sportsman's expo in end of March, March 22nd to the 24th. So if anybody's going to be there, I'll be there. You'll have to stop by and see me. Um, yeah. Other than that, you know, Instagram predator podcast, underscore drew. I try to respond. I get a lot of questions, but I try to respond to everybody and, help out anybody that i can because i was uh one of those guys once that didn't know what i was doing so if if everybody gets a little better i feel like it shouldn't be as hard on all of us very uh, true i'm
0: with you man yep. very
3: true well
0: uh drew with the predator podcast thanks for coming on today and talking about uh your
3: your background man we appreciate you yeah you guys thanks for having me we'll have to do it again and uh you guys left have to Come up to Wisconsin, and I'll have to swing through Missouri and hit you guys when I come by. Sounds like a plan Deal. All
0: right, man. We'll talk to you later.
2: See you, Drew.